Hey, Zach. What up? So I just want to say, I finally got my COVID shot. Can't make you any dumber. I'm just saying, if I turn into a zombie, two to the chest, one to the head, and always double tap. Right on. Hello and welcome, everybody, to another episode of Breaking Down the Tape. It's your boy, Zach. And it's Hector over here. I said what I said. <laughs> the only I said what the I said. The only I said um, what I said. Get on SportsMe if you're not. Uh, shout out SportsMe. Um, anyway, uh, so this week, you know, standard standard procedure. We're going to be talking about uh, around the world of sports. Hector's going to be taking that. We'll talk about last week's trivia question. Apparently, I am just being too nice to everybody. Um, and making it too easy, and I keep getting roasted. And all, well, when we started the segment, we're trying to break our heads on, like, all the topics that we can talk about. But then breaking news, J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. So really, that's it. It's it's going to be talking about We're that, old school that, right now. Used yeah. to be just J- Jets, Cowboys, and I feel mm-hmm. like we're going back into the old days. I love it. I love it. Return from whence we came. Um, so yeah, we'll definitely be we'll be talking about that. We'll spend a lot of time talking about the breaking news from the Jets. Um, obviously, you're hearing this on Wednesday, but when we record this, it is on Monday in which this news broke. Um, but I'm not going to tell you what it is because you'll just have to pay attention later in the episode. So Hector, hit me with around the world of sports, sir. All right, around the world of sports. I'm going to start off over in the uh, NHL. I think you said who was it. Uh, the Sabres, yeah. The Sabres. So, I'm not big on too much of hockey. I kind of just stick to the Rangers. I, got I you, try bro. to find as much information I can and big news on the NHL. But when you hit me with this, it was shocking. Yeah, so I got you. I'm I'm all about talking shit about the Buffalo Sabres uh, just because they're the Sabres, and that's what I like to do with my life. The same thing with the Islanders. But anyway, um, so hockey's been pretty mediocre, not too much going on. You know, obviously, I love me some hockey. But the Buffalo Sabres were on a historic losing streak like 18 games straight losing streak and they finally broke it against the new york rangers sons themselves the philadelphia flyers the reason i call them their the new york rangers son is because <laughs> the rangers outscored them in three games like 20 to 3 like it was ridiculous um so so the sabers then beat uh the rangers after that in overtime so i can't talk too much shit yeah. <laughs> but we had we had a pretty historic like 18 game losing streak but that's really been uh of note, most coming out of the NHL. That's fucking nuts. They're like the Houston Rockets this year that had Oof. a twenty-game losing streak yes. in the NBA, and people were like, "Are they tanking?" Bro, that's not tanking. That's just losing. Yeah, that's just dying. <laughs> um. Anyway, I'm gonna shoot over to the NBA. Not much going on. Uh, NBA is in full swing. Uh, uh, pushing very hard to the end of the race to see. You know, now it really. Teams are really right, focused on seeding and winning sure. their last couple games. Yeah, because we're closing shortened. on the yeah, end. Here, it is yeah. a shortened season. It's only seventy-two games instead of eighty-two games. Right, um, and ten games matter. I know that doesn't seem does. like a huge difference, but when you're talking about half-game differences in seeding, first of all, making the playoffs obviously a half-game matters. But when and now there's the play the play in mode right. where like an extra, I think, two or three teams right. in each. 
conference get in. Right. So your seeding really matters. It doesn't do you well enough to be a seven seed. You want to be kind of out of that play in range. Yeah. Like so. I, I kept saying it for the Knicks. They were uh, and and great segue over um, coming uh, uh, into the NBA topic. The Knicks were on a three game winning streak. They lost three games. They right. played a night at seven. They need to right the ship because they went from the fifth seed from the last episode we were talking. Yeah. And now they're the seventh seed. How quickly in one week? They lost three game losing streak. Boom, boom, boom. In one episode that we did. Mm-hmm. Boom. Fifth to, to seventh. And now they need to pick it up because every other team has been winning and they're right. on the losing trend. So they don't want to fall out and get stuck in a playing circle. Right. And um, even, and just, I don't mean to cut you off, even if they were to make the playoffs, you never want to make the playoffs on a decline, right? Exactly. You see in all of sports, the teams that make it to the finals, the World Series, the Super Bowl, whatever it may be, peaking. are usually peaking at the end of the season. Even if they're a garbage fucking team, if you peak at the right time, you peak at the right time. And for that the Knicks, everything. everyone knows they're not going to be, you know, world champ. They're not going to be NBA champs this sure. year. But if you want to make a decent playoff push and just make it competitive and give you a good outlook to go into the next season. I think the fifth or sixth seed is perfect. You stay out of Brooklyn's way. You stay out of Milwaukee's way. Try let them you stay cannibalize. out of 76ers way for the whole first round. You face guys like Atlanta, Charlotte and, and right. Miami. And I, 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 do believe they all have great chances against those teams right. and can make a you know a second round push since Melo did it for them back in the day yeah. and and Melo did it for the longest I think since Patrick Ewing and them right so um so you try and let the big names cannibalize themselves hopefully take that at long least for series. this year we all know that like I said they're not gonna win the chip right but if you want a decent playoff push and solidify yourself. As a, as a contending team, start looking for free agents that want to come play for you while still having a decent draft pick. Yeah, true that. You true know, that. I don't. You could, that's the winning way, and yeah. Tom Thibodeau has built a winning way. Tom Thibodeau, man. Yeah, regardless of what happens with the next this season, it's a win. You know, obviously, as win. like a, as a very passive Knicks fan, as as I suppose that I am, um, no matter what happens this season, Tom Thibodeau has won the season for the Knicks, regardless. Regardless, I mean, we've seen a he, different Knicks team this year, um, and I, I think it's only the beginning. I, I forget what his uh, contract was. Right. <laughs> I want to say it was, I think, a three- to, or a four-year deal. Right. But honestly, just off of this year right here, out of all the years I've seen the Knicks play in 29 years that I've fucking been alive and only seen a handful of seasons that I can say wow to, mm-hmm. um. I would extend them. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I, again, I'm, I'm keeping Tom Thibodeau in New York until he decides that either the team says it's time to move on from him or he decides that he doesn't want to coach no more. I hear you. Because he's you. built a, a, a system that New York likes. New York, as loud and boisterous and nasty and nitty gritty as we are, we like structure and we like a coach that could come in and say, bitch. Mm hmm. But and that and not only do we like structure as New Yorkers, we enjoy. Like you said it yourself, nitty gritty. No matter what New York sports team we're talking about, we're excluding uh, Buffalo because they're actually Canadian. Um, no matter what New York sports team you're talking about, um, it can always be defined as like ground and pound, nitty gritty. What's basic, more nitty gritty than 
defense. defense. Exactly. That's what I was going to say is the, the Thibodeau way is strong defense and allowing that defense to push your offensive production. I'm a one up. So what is what is more New York than that mentality? One more to make it sound even better. The Knicks, as of right now, have the number one defense in the league. Is that an opinion or a statistic? I, I don't no, know. Straight fact. Okay. Straight NBA. I, Knicks have the number one defense in the league. No shit. Okay. Number one defense in the league. Okay. It is ridiculous. And it's not like they're bolstering in every statistic category. Right. But as a collective, they right. are ranked number one in the league. Which is interesting that they have the seeing that they do when you consider the offensive powerhouses that are in the East that they're contending with. But just think about it. They got the number one defense in the league. They're a 500 team. They have one all-star on their team, which is uh, uh, Julius Randle. Right. Upcoming stars in R.J. Barrett, quickly, veteran mm-hmm. presence with Taj McGifson and Derrick Rose. Mm-hmm. Just think about it. If we had one extra star next to Julius Randle, we go from 500 to 10 15 games above 500. We go from battling between five and seven seed to battling for second or third seed, possibly first seed. Hey, man, I'll say it. Like I said before, the fact that we're even talking about the Knicks this late into the season, not as Knicks fans, um, which I'm sorry if I insult you that I include myself in that, but not as Knicks fans, but as as a contending team to make the playoffs. We are late into the season, and the Knicks and I, are being I got brought up as a biases in it. Of course you do, but the facts are the facts, facts. Is, is that they're a contending playoff team right now. Yeah, and, and, and the fact and, that we're here, and you know what, about I'm that not one insane. of those, and we're not one of those fans because I was also a Knicks fan. When they were in the mud winning 13 games a season. That's what I'm saying. And I stood true to it. And as mad as I was, I said, I will not root for another team. As much as I said, I should leave this fucking team and go root for someone else. How I feel about the Jets. Uh, Same thing with the Jets. But I won't leave my team. I rooted for them. And I knew eventually the process would work. Do I still James Dolan? Still 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 got to go. Still got to go. But right right moves with Leon Rose. Tom Thibodeau, Mike Woodson was assistant again. Now, congratulations to him. He has now left the New York Knicks. He has been hired as uh, his alma mater's head coach. I uh, excuse me, off the top of the head, can't remember the college that he went to, but he sure. played for them in college. Congratulations! And and now he's he got a six year deal, I believe. Okay. And I do believe that they're gonna be a, a watch out for that. I I can't off the top of my head, for God's sake, excuse me. Can't remember the the oh, mater he went to, but uh, I do believe that school is on the lookout in the NC uh, March Madness. NC okay. March Madness. Um, but yeah, the Knicks. Fair enough. Fair enough. Let's keep it rolling, bro. Otherwise, this is going to turn into a, a, a New York Knicks podcast. That's a fact. <laughs> uh, staying with the NBA real quick. Also, AD responds to a, a car You're crash sad. with with a security guard, yeah. which I just thought to throw it out there because people also think that sports are just, people should just shut up and dribble. Right. Um, it's not all that all the time. People are human. For sure. Um, his security guard got into a, a, a fender bender, some type of car accident with the motorcyclist, and he was the first to respond to it. Obviously, he should be probably because sure. he's a security guard. Right, right. He's uh, in the <laughs> area. Right, right. He didn't fly um, from L.A. to New York to respond to it. But, but still, the fact the that most, he had the wherewithal to, to do something about it 
Um, you know, as, as you said, you know, we, we too often look at these sports figures as icons within their sport and that they're not allowed to do anything outside of that except exactly. for generally negative things. Exactly. Um, so this is and this is an awesome thing for him to um, go out of his way or just do the right thing. And there's, and a, and there's a lot of those privileged, wealthy people who mm-hmm. think that they are now above people who think they see these type of things and be like, uh, yeah. keep I, it pushing. I don't, I, that's below me. Somebody I else is going to handle this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's cool to you see. Know, good on him. Uh, coming out of that and going to the MLB, the MLB has been fantastic coming out of the rip. Yeah. Yankees decided to have baseball back. Yes. Yankees started slow. They lost their series to the uh, Blue Jays 2-1. to one. Yeah, but it's the Blue Jays who are a good team. No, they're a fantastic team. Yeah. Very heavy pitching and, and home run bombers. Mm-hmm. Um, they got And some um, some speedsters. Uh, pitching went well. Gary Cole showed life. Sorry. He ate strikeouts, almost tied and broke the record for opening day strikeouts. Mm-hmm. Uh, played well. Homer got him. It was a tight game. So I forgot to bring this up to you uh, before in pre-production, but want to know what the biggest takeaway from me in that series is Gary fucking Sanchez. Fuck yeah, Gary bro. Sanchez in the first the cra- game. No, speak to him correctly. Kraken, I apologize. Speak to him the correctly. Kraken unleashed a homer in the first game. I think it was his first at bat and just let one rip. Game mm-hmm. time, 1-1, let one rip. And I know this, actually the Yankees were down, I believe. Um, but regardless, the point being is that Sanchez's big bugaboo is that he is inconsistent at the plate. He's got okay yes. defensive skills, and I would verge on good defensive skills, although streaky. But his his issues, he batted like one. 30 something when he last should be year a fucking dominant force right and they were considering benching him trading him cutting him and the fact that he came out in a very much prove it kind of game and i know that's a lot of pressure to put he on was opening ending, day he was game. spring training super hot though and you know what though and i know it's a lot of pressure and i know that to non-yankee fans or people who don't care that it seems like i'm talking too much about one home run but it just felt as if after he uncorked that ball, like you saw him stand taller and you saw weight come off of his shoulders. And and I hope that means good things for the future because he's very much but it, but, a mental But that's player. the thing, Zach. It wasn't just one home run because they came back the next day and hit another fucking bomb. That's what I'm saying is, is I'm hoping this is indicative for the rest of the season where we're going to see Gary Sanchez get out of his head. Baseball is one of the most mental fucking sports. And he sports still the has the missile behind the plate. That first right. game, he had a fucking. He actually, actually, if you watch the throw that he threw the guy out in second, it was a off pitch, a off speed pitch. He actually uh, uh, caught Gary in a kind of like a buckle motion. Right, right. He slipped up in his motion and still. Right. Enough power behind that throw to gun him out in second right. by a mile. So although they lost the opening series, that was the biggest takeaway for me was Gary Sanchez might be playing the kind of ball that MVP we've ball? once seen. Oh, that's early. All right. I got to stop the I'm Gary just, Sanchez train on that one. I'm just asking. I'm just I throwing, I'm throwing things that. out there asking. What could, no, the last time or, I or, one MVP? No, I'm not saying and for his level, like an MVP oh, type sure. ball. 
like a sure. like a all star top level sure. ball. Yeah, like he's sure. coming out and having one of his greatest seasons. I think yes. That Obviously, he's with. he's had shitty seasons so far with right. injuries and stuff. But but I think like, we can see above than just average. Right. Um, I think we're gonna see what Gary what the Yankees always saw in Gary Sanchez. Yeah, I think that's the kind of season we're about to see, and, and, and I don't know. I could and, be and, and I know they early. lost the series, and it right. was a, and, and very low scoring game. Herman came out, pitched uh, very decent. Uh, hi, Chris. Hi, hi Christy. <laughs> it's Christy saying hi. Um, I know uh, Herman came out. He actually pitched very, very well. And only like the two bombers was the right. one thing like kind of gave away the the Kluber came out pitched very well. Yep, I think yep. the rotation is gonna play be very well. Yeah. Everyone's like, oh, the Yankees, you know, they're fucking bust, bust, bust. Top two, and three. I say every every time I'm gonna say it again. And I said what I said. The Yankees season don't start till May. Yep, they always do shitty in Baseball April. Baseball doesn't start until after the All Star break. I, I mean, you can yeah. at me um, all you want, baseball purists, at me all you want. Baseball doesn't start until after the All-Star break. Like, these are fun games to watch and all, but let's not pretend that baseball isn't a marathon. 166 games. I wouldn't say after the All-Star break, yes. but I do believe baseball starts in, like, May or June. And, and All-Star break, like, I do believe that, all, like, because you've got to make a push for the all Like, you have to make a solidified race for you to be in the All-Star game, even though I know there's a lot of bias in who gets picked for the All-Star sure. game, sure. which I do not agree with. Sure. Um, But I I do believe May, June is when people start ramping it up and trying to start to put a gap in the divisions. No, I get in it. In the division. I get it. And I always say it, Yankees, it's it's – Historical fact, look back, they do completely horrible in April. Right. May they pick it up. Right. June, July, you're like, fuck, the Yankees are the Yankees. Yep. You know, like, fuck. Mm-hmm. And we're just hoping that they die down by October and they don't mm-hmm. make it to the World Series. I mean, we're not. Other baseball Oh, no, are. I write it up the whole way. <laughs> Even in April, I'm like, yeah, I know they're going to start shitty. And I'm looking at them I'm like, fuck, why are you not winning? But, <laughs> but I know the system. Right, you right. Know, I lived literally at least right next, now. Like I could touch Yankee Stadium when I was smaller. I I know the system. At least right now, we're not Bo Sox fans, which I really, 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 really want to get into. Okay, let's go. So <laughs> before we end up ending this MLB segment, real quick on around the world of sports, uh, the Bo Sox, which being Yankee fans, we and always have to shout out when they are shitty. Which is almost all the time. Yeah, they have got swept by the Orioles. Now my thing was like, was the Orioles the real deal? They do have a decent squad. Yeah, yeah. Um, I will not answer that in the affirmative. I can not say after three games this early into the season, even against the Bo Sox, that the Orioles are the real deal because they're still the fucking Baltimore Orioles. Um, but the fact that they swept the Red Sox is. Is nothing sort of glorious, but what I really want to get into, and you haven't said it yet, I want you to give me the hot take that you gave before we started. <laughs> the fans need to all hear right, this. You so can't I, shy away from this. All right, so I said what I said. I said uh, the Orioles are going to come out above the Red Sox. The Red Sox are going to be last in the AL division, AL East division, and uh, this is the like the worst position they put themselves because they traded their AL MVP Mookie Betts. Like, the minute you traded him, you put yourself in the shitter 
And, and then you associated yourself with Alex Cora, who had the suspension for the Astros cheating. cheating situation, which you guys also did and didn't get suspended for. So I said what I said. Fuck you. Fight me on it. Because you did do it. It came out that you did have some type of involvement in it. But yet you did not get a suspension or anything for it, except Alex Cora, because the league has to save itself because they can't suspend the whole fucking team and meet down two teams. So they do the best situation and get rid of the managers and and, and, and everybody in the fucking front office and shit like that. Because you can't get rid of the players. Because what the fuck are you going to do with your league after that? For sure. Yeah, I said what I said. And then you go out and you fucking get swept by the for the Orioles. You're going to be last in the division. I said what I said. I'm sorry. This is the content I wanted, damn it. Let's move on. We're running real long on Around the World of Sports. What do we got next? And I, I'm... NCAA. Oh, oh, March Madness. Yes, men and women. Damn, man. I was so fucking... I'm sorry. No, I got you Ooh. lost in the baseball. I'm sorry. Let me say... Hold okay. on. Real quick. Ugh. Got you lost in the balls and the bats. I'm sorry. Damn. <laughs> now, to end... Around the world of sports, real quickly, we got to give, and I wanted to save it for last because they deserve all the fucking hype on the breaking down the tape, all the fucking Facts. spotlight on breaking down the tape. They deserve all the respect on breaking down the tape. Because we're real sports fans and watch women's sports. Because we're... <laughs> A shout out. I don't know. So the wink and the wink, we do watch women's sports. We winked uh, audibly, I'm sure. Um, but because you have to be on sports, me. You just have to to know some of the things we're talking about. Uh, so get there. Shout out sports me. Anyway, um, we do watch women's sports though. Um, so yes, please. So NCAA, we are now in the chip. Last night, women's championship, Stanford and uh, who? Uh, Arizona. Yep. Stanford, Arizona. I'm not going to lie. I was given it by mid-second quarter. I was watching the game. Arizona had complete control of the game. And I went on sports me and I shot myself in the foot because I was yeah. like, I'm giving it to Arizona. I think Arizona's going to fucking pull this one out. And I, they almost had it. It was a very close game. Yeah. One point one game. Point, yeah. You know, down to she she got like triple team trapped. Mm-hmm. Um, Stanford pulled yeah, it out. Yeah, just kind of threw up a prayer, praying to God it would go in. And Great God game. was not watching that. Great yeah. game for both of them. Facts. Yeah. Stan- all women played hard. Um, yeah. Stanford, this was their first. Uh, uh, championship in 20, 29 years in ninety two. Yeah, it was in, the year of my yeah, birth. Yeah, it, yeah, literally twenty nine years. I'm we're twenty nine. Yeah, yep. so ninety two yeah. and the same coach, which is her longest tenure from championships. Oh no shit. Yeah, Stanford hasn't won that. in twenty nine years, which the same coach okay. won it in ninety two. Okay, um, okay. So it was awesome for them. Congratulations, Stanford, and and you know, obviously, well fought by Arizona. Staying so. in the NCAA men's. Tonight, mm-hmm. Gonzaga, Baylor, number one versus number two. Gonzaga's undefeated. They're trying to do the first undefeated season since I'm the 1976 Gonzaga. Indiana Hoosiers, I think. Yep, yep. With, with, with Bob Knight. I'm taking Gonzaga. And the I'm only taking reason, Gonzaga, too. Uh, the only reason is because... Uh, so I had Gonzaga winning my bracket, but my bracket... Everywhere else was got fucked, up. yeah. <laughs> so the only reason I'm taking Gonzaga is, A, because Oral Roberts is not in this, and I would have rode them to the end. Stupid. Um, and B, um, so Saturday was my birthday. We were oot and boot, and uh, up on, on the television. Happy birthday again, Zach. Yeah, thank you. Um, yeah, I'm old. Um, but uh, we had uh, the game up on the TV where we were out to eat um, at Shenanigans, which was just the perfect place. Um, and Gonzaga just... Just like it's almost it, someone should call a, the cops on them for what they did to Houston. 
So after watching that and knowing little to nothing about college basketball, I'm forced to believe Gonzaga will do a similar thing to Baylor because Houston had like the number two defense in the nation and they like doubled them the entire game. Well, they like that's the, that is assault. This is the stat <laughs> for Gonzaga this year. Every game until the last game against UCLA, they have beaten every opponent by 20 or more points until the over the, the overtime three point win right, right. last like a couple nights ago. Two weeks ago, yeah, 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 yeah. Because they played UCLA before they played Houston. Because they just ran through Houston. Unless they played another no, game. No, they played UCLA this last one. Oh, oh, my apologies. Houston was probably before. It goes to show how little yeah. I know about it. <laughs> okay, so fair enough. Um, but no, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely taking Gonzaga after. I'm taking I'm Gonzaga and, and my... Is my, it Gonzaga or Gonzaga? Am I just... I, I think it's saying? Gonzaga. Oh, okay. I want to say it's Gonzaga. Gonzaga. All right, I'll go with Gonzaga then. Um, but <laughs> I, I'm saying it right now, and I said what I said, I'm breaking down the tape. Uh, the only way to stop Gonzaga is you got to stop Timmy and you got to stop... Uh, uh, Timmy Turner? And well, Timmy's friends? his last name. The guy oh. with the mustache, the center. Oh, yeah, 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 with the Fu Manchu? I've exactly. seen that motherfucker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got you to gotta put a pause on him yeah. and their offensive, re- their offensive rebounding second chance points. And for Baylor, if you want to stop Baylor, you got to make sure you stop Mitchell. Okay. You got to stop Mitchell. I mean, I believe you. I have literally nothing to, to argue with that on. Uh, but with that being said, we this has been a long around the world of sports segment. Well, we but I'm okay one with segment that. for next one. I'm okay with that. Uh, but yeah, but we've got a lot to talk about with the Jets. So give us a minute. We'll be back with the trivia question. And uh, said what I said. Breaking down the tape would like to remind its fans to please drink responsibly. And do not forget that the trivia question will be up on our social medias. So feel free to answer there or write into us at breakingdownthetape at yahoo.com. So, trivia question of the week. Again, I get roasted for being too nice to you guys. I, I You know what's crazy is that I, did, I didn't roast you. No, you it's always appreciate else. me being nice to I you. I like the questions, though. <laughs> I like them. I genuinely do. So, uh, and I'm okay with being roasted, um, but fuck you guys. Anyway, um, so. He said what he said. Um, last week's trivia question Coles. was, yeah, Coles. I know you and John, shout out to the Jackson Can boys, are coming at me. Anyway. Um, so last week, the trivia question was relatively easy. Um, and I will point out the one answer that got it wrong. I'm sorry, Kyle Nielsen, a very good friend of mine, like brother to me. Uh, but he did get it wrong. It is not West Virginia. Uh, the trivia question was what school did Michael Vick attend in college? Um, and it was Hector got it right off the rip. It was Virginia tech. A lot of people got it right off the rip. A couple answers in my personal DMs and the breaking out the tape DMs, Instagram, TikTok. Uh, I cheated. They looked it up. That was off the rip answer I gave you. You really did. So, like, like I said last week, pre-production, Hector, no pause after I hit the question mark. No pause. Hit back Virginia Tech. So uh, that is the that is the answer to last week's trivia question. This week is a little bit more difficult, and and I. And- it's a little bit more difficult. It's a, there was a little bit of confusion as to what it actually and we had And we had to sit here and, and, and like, really, before we came up, if we were going to stay with the question, we had to fight about it, look, do some research a little bit about it, and and, and figure out that it was worded correctly. It was right. worded, worded correctly. So let me tell you the question, and then I will explain it. In franchise history, which New York Jets draft pick 
a non-kicker has the most career games played. So to clarify, this is a player that was drafted by the New York Jets who may or may not have played his entire career with the Jets. In franchise history, which which draft Jets draft pick, who is a non-kicker, has the most career in his personal career games played? So which player drafted by the Jets, who is not a kicker, has played the most in their own personal career? Took a little bit for us to figure out. And we both had it wrong. We were both career- We literally were like, I just... Just because of the question and the wording, yeah, it was. Threw, it, we threw random names out there and we're so completely off. In my defense, and I will give this away happily to the fans because it will ruin nothing. I went with Kevin Mawai and Nick Mangold. That was a good one. Senators are not one. terrible yeah, no, guesses no, no, no. for this kind yeah, of question. Yeah, that was a good one. I was thinking Especially Nick those too. kind of those was, yeah. kind of perennial. The Mawai, the, the Mo- Kevin Mawai, uh, Mawai. That shot. That's one that when you saw me, I raised my eyebrows yeah. when you said that. I, I really like, thought I had that. I, I was like, if it's not him. Nick Mangold, I truly thought I didn't think Kevin about Mawai him, but I did answer. think Nick Mangold. But then I was like, um, I think that's too early. Yeah. Maybe too I knew late. there was a little bit of recency bias going into yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So, and, and it threw me off. Spoiler all. alert, it's not Kevin Mawai or Nick Mangold. So you have plenty of other choices. Uh, so again, one last time. For and don't cheat. Don't cheat. The people in the back. Make guesses like us. We're just completely guessing. In franchise history. Which New York Jets draft pick, who is a non-kicker, has the most career games played? Please hold while your hosts go crack another beer. In the meantime, you're welcome to grab some alcohol of your own. and Like, follow, and share us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, TikTok, and SportsMe for all of your football and sports needs. Hit it like fireman F J E T S Jet Jet Jet. Woo! I couldn't chant with you. I'm sorry. I hate them. Damn that. Yeah, hurts. I brought it down. Yeah, that that kind of hurts, bro. Anyway, that dampened the mood. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's crazy here. Uh, Zach is still dumbfounded by the whole, I guess, trade. Yeah, and 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 now the topic is Jets because this is the most literally right when we sat down, plugged in our shit, ready to jump on, bring up topics for you guys. We had a whole list of shit that we were gonna talk, and then bam, breaking news: Sam Darnold gets traded to the Carolina Panthers, and it completely threw us for a loop. We sat here for maybe the last, uh, I mean. Like hour, hour we talked about so, it before we actually and, started recording. Yeah, before we did anything. Yeah. So the the Jets trade Sam Darnold to the Carolina Panthers. Like, holy fuck. Um, they trade him for a sixth round this year, a second and a fourth next year. So a former number three overall gets traded for a sixth this year and a second and no, a fourth next year. No, he got traded for... A bag of uh, Dollar General dog food. Without the dog food. It's just the bag and air. They pretty much walked in and paid for the bag and didn't grab anything. So, I mean, and look, 
I've said it from day one. If you've listened to this podcast and know me personally, I've said it from day one. I never liked Sam Darnold. And in fact, I threw a temper tantrum when the Browns pulled the old switcheroo and drafted Baker Mayfield instead of Sam. Uh, And I was even madder that the Jets went and fucking got Sam. Um, So I have never been a big fan. I have, in fact, been one of the few dissenting opinions that have hated Sam Darnold, much like I hated Mark Sanchez. Um, so don't fucking come at me on that. There's actual history. I have receipts. Um, so not that we think Sam has warranted some sort of crazy haul or anything like that, but I feel like the jets lacked a competent salesperson in this trade because there's a lot that you could sell. Uh, Sam and, and you guys for. can see the face that me and Zach just made to each other. <laughs> we already know that I would already been like, Zach, you should have been the perfect salesman right? for Hire Sam Darnold. New York Jets, like create a trade salesman position and I got you. Because your number three overall pick who has not played a full season with the Jets ever, not once, um, who has played okay in a very tumultuous situation and that's all you got for him was a sixth, a second, and a fourth? Like, that is that is not a good you, haul. Right now, you walk in knowing that he had shitty coaches in his first three seasons, mm-hmm. multiple coaches in his first three seasons. Mm-hmm. Todd Bowles multiple GMs, Adam Gase. Multiple right. GMs. Um, uh, the, the, the team was just in a disarray. No talent whatsoever. Right, nothing around uh, him. This last recent season, you had eh, talent. Like, you got some aspect. Makai Becton. Right, you had eh, and, talent, but was in and, full tank mode. Yeah, full. Yeah, they weren't. But you started getting the little dings and pieces of a, of a somewhat rebuild, and then it hits you with the rebuild. You get Salah, you mm. get rid of Gase, you're doing all yeah, these the moves. the number two pick in which you now, can draft another fucks- O-lineman. And this is just fans, and this is what we say, and we say what we say all the time. And and, and if you were going to do this move, you should have made it when his value was high right. and Wentz and Matthew Stafford and Goff and those guys didn't go. Right. And guys were still looking for someone. Right. So there's there's two theories. You hit me with with that right there. With but at what the same said. time, he's a first-round pick. Right. He is not he's, – he's, I don't care – he is better than Ryan Tannehill, and Ryan Tannehill went for more than that. Right. You know, and you hit me with that, and I agree with you. There's there's two ways I think the Jets should have traded Sam before we get all into all the other implications. There's two ways. Either before, like you said, you know, Stafford and Goff and, and Wentz all made their trades because his value was higher back then, or he should have gone, like you had said, after the draft um, and potentially first one, two, three weeks of the season, you know, to a team that gets desperate like the Bears because Nick Foles is going to fall flat on his face for the first three games. I'm like, oh, my God. Get Barbie. hurt or either not be able to play right. the level you want. Right. You got a team that that is is shitting the bed you know, over their decision to keep their quarterback. So you go get Sam and maybe get a first rounder next year. Maybe get, you know, it's not like you got anything this year. out if of If you, you were going to be late on the move. Right. Be late on the move. Be late on the move later on. Like, right. Like, wait it out. Draft a quarterback at two. Wait and then, right. right. Now we know. Now well, it just solidifies it. Right. We know the move. Right. Is Zach Wilson. So, well, Unless we know the move is quarterback. We know the move is, oh, Sorry. 
Correction. We know the move is quarterback. I mean, you are right. I just refuse to believe the I, logic. And I'm, and I'm not saying Zach Wilson as in the fact that I want Zach Wilson. Right, right. But that's like, the I'm that's just saying presumptive. that's the move. Sure. So so after after what Hector and I think is a bad trade, um, you know, here's the other parts of this is is a Sam's gonna go to Carolina, uh, to, to Christian McCaffrey, to uh Robbie Anderson, who he already has a relationship with, to a good offensive line. Um, you know, and there's a little bit of hesitation. And, and there. defense needs some help, but right, it's, the defense it's, needs de- some it's help. decent. So obviously we heard a lot of talk before about Carolina making a push for Deshaun Watson. Clearly, and we're not going to get into it, Deshaun Watson is not being moved at this current time uh, because of everything going on in his situation. So the Panthers have officially, in my mind, taken themselves out of the running for the Deshaun Watson trade. Obviously now, since they got Sam Darnold. Right. There was rumors before of a three-raid trade between the Jets, the Bears, and the Seahawks, where Sam would go to the Seahawks, the Seahawks would send Russell to the Bears, and the Jets would get a conglomeration of picks. That is clearly off of the the table. table. And, you know, finally it has come to fruition because we've said it for a while in previous podcasts that Mm -hmm. Sam would be one of the next big pieces to fall. And now that he has, there's a lot of implications for this again. He fell for nothing. Yeah, that's not even a big fall. It's like, oh, shit, they moved them finally. Right. So (laughs) this this could be, you know, obviously, like I said, the the Panthers are out of the running. Before we get to the Jets, I want to get to what this means for the Panthers. I want you to tell the fans what you told me about Sam's next year with the Panthers and what you think will become of it. Okay, so before I get to that, I wanted to say that if the Jets were going to make a move, this is my theory, if the Jets were going to make a move with Sam Darnold, it was going to be, like I said, during the draft. And I said, I think last episode, that it was going to be with Carolina. I said they were going to go with Carolina, move back to eight, Carolina gets two. That was my theory. If you go back to the last episode, I said, go back to eight. They get two. They get Sam Darnold. You get some extra picks and stuff like that. I was right with the team. Just wrong wrong with everything else. Right, right. Holy fuck. Now, um, so they kind of listened to you. They ca- yeah, they kind of heard me. Holy shit. Joe Douglas, do you listen? We know you listen. Joe. Yo, you should definitely hire Zach. I'm not saying hire me, but hire Zach. Um, Don't worry, I'll bring you up. It's uh, all about the fam, dog. Hey, look, I just want to just fund me for breaking down the tape. I got you, B. <laughs> um, when it comes to Sam Darnold and what I was speaking about earlier, being in Carolina now, and I said what I said. He's going to Carolina, and he's going to outplay what the Jets just got for him. So explain explain that. I know what you mean, but explain what you just said to the casual So fan. right now, the, 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 the Sam Darnold, like Zach had mentioned, he is the number three pick in the first round by the Jets. Yep. Every quarterback that had just gotten moved this offseason – were mostly first round quarterbacks. Yep. Yep. Yeah, actually, I think they were all first round quarterbacks. Correct. And they went for either multiple first round picks or a first round pick and multiple picks. Right. You got this third round pick who was stuck under or third pick in the draft who was stuck under multiple coaches and multiple systems in his first three years has the greatest upside of him because he's still even under that managed to play. Decent, like 
Like just just yeah. And he's only like twenty four years old. And that's the thing. He's twenty three. He joined the league at like nineteen, twenty, almost twenty years old. Twenty one. And, and two thousand eighteen, he was twenty one. According to Power Football. So he comes in at 21. He's almost 23, 24 years old now. And most quarterbacks come in at 24, 25, 26 Mm -hmm. in in, in their rookie season. Where you see good production out of them, yeah. Um, Because he did a one and done in USC. Yep, yep. And and you saying there's no upside to this? And I guarantee you, and I said what I said, he's going to be – if you put him in the right system, like Carolina right now, with Matt Rule – Mm-hmm. Christian McCaffrey, mm-hmm. the connection he has with Robbie Anderson, who Robbie Anderson loves him. In 2019, Sam Donald has his, had his longest completion attempt for 92 yards. Interesting story and fun fact. I was at that game. It was against the Dallas Cowboys. And who did I go to? It went to Robbie Anderson. Oh, shit. And I turned and said to my wife, the whole game, they're playing press man with one over top. If they fucking bootleg... And said Robbie Anderson on a fucking streak. He got the, he has a touchdown. Hand to God, you can call my wife, message my wife. I'm telling you, I looked at her and said those fucking words. Hand to God, not two minutes fucking later. They bootleg Sam, run a fucking fly with uh, Robbie Anderson, and he burns the press man, cover one, for a 92-yard touchdown. And the dude in front of me, we were in Dallas. The do- um no, that's a lie. That was 2018, so no, we were up here. Um, the dude in front of me, who was a Cowboys fan, turned around and said, "Holy shit, you've been saying that for the last two quarters." I said, "Yeah, the fuck I have. I know this game. <laughs> I've been watching it." Seriously, anywho, he has a uh, great yes. connection with him. He has a great second and third receivers. Yep. I think they still got more. Se- uh, more and Shark. No, the Shark is on. Uh, I-, I can't. Yeah, off the top of my head. Decent defense. Mm-hmm. DJ Moore, yep. Come on. Like, yeah. he's going to outplay this this deal. Because right, right now you're getting a sixth-round a, a sixth pick. So, so yeah. so A sixth-round pick? A sixth he this easily could have went for a third, second. Right. I still say a first. A I still say a first, and I said what I said. He's a third pick overall right. in the draft. Still could be the first round. So, a sixth-round pick this year means... More than likely a cuttable player, if not a backup like lineman or something. A so you're saying Sam Darnold's cuttable. That's what you're telling me. Sam right. Darnold Sam two, Darnold's cuttable. A two next year is probably a good-ish receiver. And a four next year might be a decent running back. So what you're saying is that in three years, Sam has had overall a 59.8% completion rating. Now, we know that was his struggle, but then right. again, he had no offensive line on the Jets. But here's the interesting thing. So I could read out all of the overall stats, but there's an asterisk for me because in 2020, they were in full tank mode. Sure. So let me read between 2018 and 2019 because I think that's the important part to really show growth. 2020 can be canceled out because they were in full tank mode and they okay. didn't do anything. Okay. 2018, his rookie year. 57.7% completion. 2019, 61.9. We've seen an increase. 2018, his yards, 2865. 2019, 3024. Touchdowns, again, 2018, 17 uh, touchdowns. 2019, 19 touchdowns. Touchdown percentage, 4.1, 4.3. Interceptions, 2018, 15. 2019, 13. Interception percentage obviously had gone down. The point being is that outside of the 2020 season, that 
was a tank season. I don't care who you are. He's at me all you consistent. want. Well, the fact is that he's improving. Now, I will say it again. I am a Sam Darnold hater. I am not. I do not like Sam Darnold. And I did not like the fact that the Jets, draft, Jets drafted him. But what I am saying is that outside of the throwaway 2020 season, there was progression being made by Sam. First, Todd Bowles, and then even under Adam Gase, Sam made progression. So put him under a consistent... Put him under a coach and an OC who's going to roll him out of the pocket, who's going to utilize play actions. Sam Darnold's West Coast. You're bringing West Coast to the East Coast in the biggest starlight fucking media light that you can have. I think Sam Sam would have had a decent year. Now, if they had traded him for a number one this year in like a four and a six next year, I would not be standing where I'm standing. But because the Jets have fucked this trade so bad, I am forced to stand in a Sam Darnold supporter camp because... He just proven that he's worth more than a sixth round. That yes. does. I don't care about the what second and fourth next sec, year. Sec, yep. uh, I don't care about that. That's fine. You just care what the guy. That's fine. This year. Sixth round this year. That's all he's worth. Especially when you're sending him to a good team. Insane. It should have easily been the eighth pick. I agree. For Sam and the second. I agree. Plus they get the the two picks that they got so now that we've just completely word vomited all over you about about that that sam darnold trade in and of itself it's happened it's done we can review it until the cows come home the jets now have the number two and you said it before and you weren't wrong it is pretty much accepted that the jets are going to not only draft a quarterback at number two but draft Zach Wilson. Yeah. Any it's thoughts we, of them trading know, back to Atlanta, trading yeah. back to New England? Trade, and when I say trade. that, it's not that I'm like, oh, why Zach Wilson? Right, you know? but that just seems it's to be... It's just the logical... Sure. It's the... Like, it's it's what's going to happen. Right, and, and if everybody's saying it, it's, it's probably going to happen. What's going to happen? Right, far smarter men and Unless women than me. draft day, right. another crazy fucking... You know, I want you to bring up a possibility that you brought up to me before about the Niners trading up on draft day. So you didn't really bring it up as something you thought was going to happen. You more brought it up as a question. Yeah. But I kind of want to explore that a little bit. I was just thinking, I'm like, hey, you know, after this Sam Darnold move and everything, you know, now the Jets like need a QB. Right. So what's just the option of the 49ers? You know, they just moved up to three. Mm -hmm. So now like they contact the Jets. They swap picks two to three with, you know, whatever in betweens you want to add into it. Right, right. Because obviously you have to. Right, right. Um, it's not just going to be pure two for three. Exactly. So you, you, they, they, they swap two to three, and 49ers end up, you know, getting Zach Wilson, and then the Jets end up grabbing someone else, or vice versa. The, the 49ers move up and they grab someone they want, and, and, right. Eventually, whoever the Jets wants just falls into their lap, but they also get to compensate and grab some, you know, extra, extra picks off things. that end right. because Sam Darnold went for nothing. Right, right. The assumption is that, like you said, it's not just going to be two for three and leave it at that. 
you had brought up potentially Garoppolo coming over. Yeah, to Garoppolo the Jets coming over to the Jets for for the, the you know Garoppolo and like a fourth rounder or something like that. The Garoppolo in third round and third pick will go to the Jets for the second, and and the Jets would send the second to the and maybe uh, let's say a, a fourth rounder this year. Sure, sure, some sort of like fourth, compensatory. Yeah. And right, then right. and then they get the third, uh, the the second pick right. with Sam, uh, with uh, not Sam Darnold, excuse me. Right, with the the second pick, and you know maybe they give them because they got. I mean, they got like almost twenty picks in the in this draft and next draft. They do like, pretty between, much get what you want, especially give them what you want, especially next year. The Jets have two number ones, like three number. Within twos. the next two years, they have almost I want to say like 16, 17 picks. So sure. pretty much, if I was in that scenario, pick what pick you want to give them. Right, uh, something that's not ridiculous. I'm not nothing give crazy, away but like you literally team. have so many draft picks, right. you can be like, all right, I can afford. This right. or this or this, or, you know, whatever. Which at face value is an interesting trade because Jimmy G is used to, you know, and you can use Shanahan's it. You system. can still, at the third pick, get Zach Wilson, Justin Fields, Trey Lance, right. you know, whoever's not picked that number one because obviously it's Trevor Lawrence. Right. But you could use Jimmy G as that one and done. Which, if he has a good season, you bounce him out, get right. good trade value. If right. not, cut right. and go and you go with your rookie. So... Which isn't terrible, but it just I don't think the Niners will do it. I don't think the Jets will do it, more specifically. The Niners feel that they can get their man at three. Otherwise, they would have made a harder push for two. Or the Jets would have been smarter and took the deal and gave right. them two. Right, because remember, it's not been explicitly said that the Jets turned down that deal for the two. But obviously, the Jets didn't take the deal for the two. You dig like the Niners. You know felt, they gave him the same deal, right? You know, you know the, the Niners well. exactly. The Niners felt that they could get who they wanted, you and think, who they were okay with. You think Robert Salah did not hear about that deal? Well, it doesn't come down to Salah. Salah's no, job is to so, coach the team that Joe Douglas. But that's gives what I'm saying. It. You know, damn well they heard about you. They right. got some type of deal. For sure. If, well, oh, I see what you're saying with the Salah connections. To with 49ers. the Salah, they got some type I of see. deal and they turned it down. I got you. Oh, for sure. For sure, I, I definitely think, and who knows? Maybe you you alluded, and to it, it had to be somewhere close to that deal, right? And who knows? You alluded to it before. There may be some draft day madness that occurs. You know, the draft is happening at the end of this month. We're what and twenty the, days away, and all the you players know. are just now the the the, the mock was so solidified in the first two mock drafts, right. and and everything going on. We still on. have to figure and, out and what's going on like with Russell up. Wilson. I brought it up before. We still have to figure out what's going on with Deshaun Watson. It, it is an important piece that may or may not happen, but still sits on the precipice of being extremely important to what happens next. I I don't understand the Zach Wilson hype train. I, I, I never have. Um, I, I, I think the kind of system that the younger Shanahan brother Mike is bringing along is very quarterback friendly, so I don't think it'll be terrible. Um, but I know everybody is falling in love with that one throw we brought up last yeah. week. Um, yeah. But do you? So I, I guess the question is: Do you think the Jets are going to take Zach Wilson at two? Is that I a think lot? that I, I Trevor Lawrence is one, Zach Wilson is two, my, and that is where my, we're staying. My stand on it and my choice aside, I think that's what's gonna happen. It's, they're gonna they're gonna take Zach Wilson. 
do you think that there is any chance? So I know you brought up the Niners for potentially a draft day madness yeah. trade. Do you think there's a chance that another team may? Obviously, the Panthers are uh, out of this running. Or do you think the Jets have solidified their number two? Because obviously, um, they don't have a starting quarterback right now. Off the top of my head. They traded away Joe Flacco, who was their backup. Off off the top of my head, if you already just, if you already just let Sam go, you can't drop too low in the draft because right. then you can't get a QB or anything, and then you're worried about uh, free agency. Well, so here's an interesting little kind of aside here. Justin Fields' value has dropped, plummeted, has dropped. Do you think that the Jets may trade back in some sort of, I'm pretty sure, or do you think we may see like a Eli Manning, uh, Phillip Rivers kind of draft day where I don't want to play for you? If I'm not wrong, uh, uh, do do you know off the top of the head where the Bears uh, uh, draft is, their pick? Bears are in the mid-teens. I want to say anywhere between like 12 and 16. I, I mean, We need to look up where the Bears are because the one thing that keeps coming and popping up in my head is a possible trade down from the two to someone like the Bears or someone in desperate need of a, of a franchise starting quarterback and they're willing to drop just far enough where they can get a QB still. You know what I mean? Right. They right. can get a Justin Fields, a Trey Lance, uh 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 Zach Wilson if he drops. Oh, I was uh, wrong. Uh, they're number twenty. They are number they're twenty. At 20. So Oof. they're deeper than I thought. That, I that thought they were deeper. much sooner. That so deeper. I was definitely wrong. They are twenty. So the, they would have to give up a significant and it, the Jets would never trade back to twenty. They no. would have to especially Justin Fields will not. Go I'm with just 20. trying to find a, a, a team, you know, that's that with that's within like the a, Falcons. Within Falcons are like may, four, four, five, four. four. Yeah, maybe the Falcons. Maybe they'll trade back to the sure. Falcons and they're able to still grab a Justin Fields at four. Right. Well, keep in mind. So there's a lot of weird things that can happen. Handshake deals can happen, right? So let's yeah. not forget, Eli Manning was not drafted. By the New York Football Giants, he was drafted number one by the San Diego San Chargers. Chargers, and San Diego and, and the he Giants refused to play for them. Well, here's the story: he refused prior to the draft. He knew that San Diego was going to take him, and he yeah. refused prior to the draft. So San Diego and the Giants made a deal that San Diego would take Eli, and that the Giants would take Philip. And immediately following the Giants' draft of Phillip Rivers, they, they were trade. trade the two just simply player for player. So, again, I know that sounds like a weird technicality. Which is they could have just trade pick for pick. But then technically, but, but then thinking about it, by the book, the Giants should have got more for the number one pick. Right, and they would have had to pay more. So it's it's very interesting the kind of deals that can happen. I'm not saying the Jets will draft Justin Fields and trade Mac Jones at the number three, but I'm, I, I am saying that things like that can and happen. And they are talking Mac Jones to San Francisco. Which he should. Mac Jones, again, I've said it here, 
TikTok sports me. You have, you have, you have. Mac Jones will be the most when the, the dust settles and history I'm just saying, works itself out. Mac Jones will be the most successful. Breaking down the tape is a place where we say what we say. And yes. it's it's solidified in in history. Yes. So with no more further ado, and we can beat this horse terribly dead with many many sticks. Do you have anything else on on this Jets trade of Sam Darnold? Um, I don't think this is the end of the Jets moves. Interesting. I don't, I don't, I believe this is just another piece to their side. Here's a huge conspiracy theory. Let me make myself clear. I have been drinking and this just came off my piece. Yo, send it. The Jets are going to trade almost every draft capital they have this and next year. Everything that makes sense and that they can for Russell Wilson. I knew you were going to say it. <laughs> I knew you were going to say it. Pete Carroll has ties to the Jets. They've already made a trade with the it. with the um, Adams. Yep, yep. And if the Jets trade the number two to Seattle for Russell Wilson, Seattle then goes and gets their their heir apparent. The more and more I've said that out loud, I like that. I like that. Oh shit! I like that a lot. I don't know what the compensatory picks would be. I don't know if it would just be two for Russ, but I'm just saying they would, it would it would be swapping the picks for Jamal Adams and shit right, like that. Right, like right. it was a win-win. The two kinda. and the twenty-three. It's kind of for like Russell a win-win. Wilson. So you get your Jamal Adams pick, and you get your heir apparent, and I get Russell Wilson. New York Jets, hire me. You're welcome. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, please like, follow, share. <laughs> Breaking down the tape. Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, sports hey, we said me, what we TikTok. Said. Oh, shit. <laughs> You're welcome. Ladies and gentlemen, New York Jets, hire me. I'm, I'm, I'm there in the front office. I got you. I'm the golden boy. I will be Bill Belichick. I will make him fucking forget from the annals of history. Before um, we end this, I just want to let guys know... Um, my fantasy baseball oh, is yes. doing crazy. It's 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 literally a shout out to Drunken Monkey eighty two on Instagram Yo. and Drunken Monkey on 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 Sports Me. He, he he gave me some great information on how to do a fantasy baseball a little bit, and and he like like he said, it's for the intellectuals. This shit is a my, like so, I struggle every day with this fucking shit. Just as a little teaser, I know we did the De- Degenerates Football League as a separate episode. Should we be recapping your fantasy baseball sports me league? Potential a, teasers. Anyway, let's we'll talk about that. Get on sports me. Get on everywhere you where you can like and get ready and because degenerates is hey, yo football is wiring up mm-hmm. and 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 it's not soon enough before and with a seventeen league series, seventeen game season. Yeah, we boy. got a lot to talk about in that league. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. As and your unofficial co commissioner. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, again, guys, and I know I've said it 48 times and you've listened to the commercial drink, that re- says it. Drink irresponsibly, responsibly. Don't. No, no, no drink no. responsibly, uh, irresponsibly. That's. Uh, just whatever. Like just drink. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs>